today as part of our podcast series, which is powered by Upside Global, we had the honor to interview Chelsea Rushworth, uh, SVP of Sales at LiveLike, a leading engagement platform for sports and entertainment. So Chelsea, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Great. So Chelsea, um, you know, what I want to talk to you about today with you is first your, your background uh, and then talk about your company, LiveLike, and then we'll talk about your product and the benefits for for the, the teams and organizations, and then we'll touch on the, your plans for the next 12 months. How does it sound? Perfect. Love it. Great. So uh, to begin with, could you tell us about your background and how you ended up uh, joining LiveLike? Yeah. So my story, I feel like kind of is a full circle story. So I started out in this working in the sports industry right out of college for the Phoenix Suns in the NBA. I yeah. was in the ticket sales program. Great um, team, by the way. It was. Yeah. A great time. To, I mean, dating myself, but a great time to be there. It was the days of Steve Nash. So it was really yeah. exciting. Yeah, time. yeah, yeah. Great yeah. Thing, yeah. So I started there and uh, had a great experience. You know, I think from a sales perspective, they were the best of the best in terms of training. So I learned a lot of uh -huh. my sales skills there. Um, and then from there, I, I kind of pivoted my career and went into advertising. So I worked for AOL um, right yeah. after the Suns. And then I moved on to Yahoo and then Verizon. And that was really interesting just because, you know, the evolution of how we see advertising, especially in the digital space with video and just, you know, connected TVs. There was just so much going on that I saw an opportunity with video and how it was monetized. So yeah. I made a transition and my most recent role prior to Live Like was at a company called Employer based out of London. And they were a video monetization and subscription management platform. And I was a CRO there for two years. And during that time, we partnered with Live Like. Uh, we just saw a huge opportunity. You know, if we were, you know, powering monetization in yeah. the video space, it made sense to have an engagement platform, you know, tool that could really help our clients as well because we worked a lot with sporting clients. Mm -hmm. So partnered with them. It quickly, you know, got really close uh, working with the Live Like team and seeing their SDKs and their CMS. I realized that they were onto something very innovative and special in the space. Mm -hmm. So you know, from the relationship building and kind of seeing what they were doing. Um, it made sense to kind of make a move over and transition from Employer over to Live Like. And, and when did you start with Live Like? Officially, I started a week, in the beginning of the new year, um, okay. but I've been, consulting, I've been consulting for Live Like for a few months now. Oh, okay, okay. So uh, could you tell a bit more about Live Like and the product and what do they do? What do they offer to sports organizations or even entertainment? Yeah, definitely. So what we are at our core is we're a developer toolkit and we're geared towards product managers, content creators, and marketing teams. So what that means is we give a gamification engine yeah. that drives interactivity, community, loyalty, and rewards. Mm -hmm. We do that through features such as chat. So like a public chat, a private chat, an influencer chat. So if a sports player came on and was, you know, moderating the chat, um, also, Aside from just our chat features, we have what we call our widgets, which include yeah. things like polls, quizzes, cheer meters. And then lastly, we tie it all together with points and virtual currency, rewards, badges, and leaderboards. Mm -hmm. and the beauty of it is that we are not a white label solution. So our whole premise is, is we want our clients and sports organizations and media companies to build their own experience. It makes sense for them and for their fans. Yeah, so you're big on gamifications, right? Yes. Yeah, That's and I used to work for Samsung back in 2010, 11, 
I conceptualized actually a, an application, an iTunes type application where gamification was centered to that. Wow. And then we, we launched it on the Samsung Galaxy S4 at the time. And so I'm a big believer in that. I think it's a great way to engage. It is. Users, right? Yeah, it really is. And and we've seen that. And, you know, with kind of looking at some of the statistics that we've seen, we found, you know, we work with the Golden State Warriors. Um, yeah. And they've seen, you know, almost 3x um, time spent on their, uh, on their mobile application um, yeah. from the fact that they're doing gamification. They've seen around 13x site visits per user. Uh-huh. Um, the, the statistics itself, you know, just shows that when you're you're driving the right behavior, yeah. you're, you're creating this fandom, but you're also engaging users where they where they're enjoying it. And I think leaderboard, especially with leaderboards and you know having your own currency, it's exciting. People people are innately competitive, and so if there's yeah. ways that they can win points and with those points redeem them for swag or, you know, a special viewing party with like commissioner of a league, you know, there's just, it's, it's motivating and it's exciting. And I think also too, you create these communities within within itself with, with your friends and others, you know, so it's just, it's a really great way for sports organizations to truly connect with their fans outside of the stadium. Yeah. So I think it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think you mentioned the Warriors. I mean, the Warriors, like when they first launched their chatbots, I think mm-hmm. they were the first team to reach. I don't know if it was like one million. It was just ridiculous. I mean, they're yeah. really good at and and the Warriors fans are just super super engaged. Yes, one they of the, are. Like I I went to the the Brooklyn versus the Warriors game in Brooklyn the other day, and like I saw so many Warriors fans, I just couldn't believe it. Yeah. Because I think they travel with the team. I mean, they yeah. travel to the games, right? So. I'm a New England fan, so yeah. I mean, you know, looking at fandom, and I mean, it's any sports team, but you know, I look at like the Patriots, and and also be, you know, I remember the days of you know the Patriots when they were not yeah. good, you know, before Tom Brady or you can yeah. say Drew, but um, just that loyalty. And to your point, I think when you have these fans that you have, cr- they've created you know their own sub communities amongst themselves, um, whether it's watching it at a friend's house or you know in stadium or at a bar or a restaurant if you can keep them in your own ecosystem within your own app and still be able to connect with them and, and drive behavior that's exciting, you're going to learn so much more about them. Um, And that, you know, from a a team standpoint, gives you a lot of power having that data. For sure. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Um, So what, what do you say to the teams uh, as far as the benefits for them to work with you guys? I think you mentioned improve the, uh, the fan engagement, it's one, right? Yeah. Um, would yep. you go as far as saying, hey, we can help you help you drive, you know, your top line? Or, yes. or yeah. Definitely. So, I mean, outside of, you know, the core, the core things that we say in terms of, you know, engaging your fans and creating a fandom and, you know, connecting with them at a deeper level, like we can do all of that, right? But yeah. at the end of the day, being able to monetize these things and and be able to make money off of that is very important. And yeah. what we found is we have we we do power monetization capabilities, and we do that through sponsorship activations, betting yeah. integrations, interactive excuse me interactive advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the way we're able to do that is within our CMS, everything is customizable. So, for example, if you were having an influencer chat with a former player, you know who's you know moderating the game as it's going on, you could yeah. have a sponsor come sponsor that chat. 
for sure. Yeah. You could then also, you know, within the chat, have the sponsor offer a code and, you know, they, the users could redeem it. So you're, you're building value in that sense. And then the team also yeah. can provide a rev share, right? So there's different ways that you can monetize these things. We're also seeing sports betting become, you know, I think it's been kind of big for a, a while now, but the evolution yeah. of becoming more legalized um, in, yeah. in different states, especially here in the U.S., there's just such opportunity there. We're also, you know, you see the, the biggest books getting in, in the in the play now, too. So there's opportunities. And I think what's nice with what we offer is because it's not a white label solution and everything is customizable. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of organizations come up with ideas of, hey, you know, this brand is a major partner of ours. You know, you, you walk in their stadium, you see it plastered everywhere, but how do we engage them and get them to do more and get excited about it? And that's where I put on my advertising hat and it's like, okay, yeah. how can we get creative here and and have their sponsorship teams be able to sell something that is a little bit more exciting. It's a little sexier and it actually will yeah. drive revenue for both the sponsor and the organization. Well, I, I know the Warriors have got Chase as one of the biggest sponsors, I think. Yes. Uh, They're yeah. a great example. And Chase is within, and they Chase is within, you know, their application, and, and we do stuff with them through Live Like, yeah. um, and they've done a really amazing. I think the Warriors really have sent a precedent um, of how they have taken what we offer and yeah. executed in a way where they are bringing it to brands like Chase, and Chase is utilizing it, and Chase also sees the value in it too, and I think that's the the biggest win that you can have is where both the sponsor and the team are like, wow, we are both getting one data that we want off of this. We're monetizing it well, and we're driving the right user behaviors while our fans are still having fun. And I think that's a unique off- offering that we have is that, you know, coming from a, a, an advertising background where it's more, you know, display advertising, search, yeah. you know, even native advertising, this is different, right? And this is at a level where you're connecting with your with your fan and, and also promoting your offering in a more organic and natural way. Yeah, and I, mean, I think you mentioned, uh, I lived in the Bay Area for seven years. I worked with Daniel Brzezilowski from The Wires, and I think he's one of, well, I mean, The Wires is one of the most tech-savvy, I think, yeah. teams out there. But not, they're not the only one, but I think being in the Bay Area, being exposed to so many emerging startups and companies, you know, it'd be hard for them not to be good at it, I think. Right. Um, but they've done a great job. I mean, they've done a great job just uh, building great experience for the fans, so... Uh, I think it's they, they've done that. So, um, uh, so could you talk about your, you know, who are you mentioned the wires, but what are your other key customers that you can talk about today? Yeah. So some other other clients that we have um, are we work with Chelsea FC. Um, yeah. Some of the leagues that we work with are La Liga, NASCAR, WNBA. Um, yeah. Some examples for for media and broadcasters is Canal Plus, Flow Sports, yeah. uh, Fox News. And then if we're looking more at like a live video music side, which is not in the sports realm, but uh, nugs.net is a good example of that. I think from the league standpoint, you know, one of the ones that we're, we're proud of all of them, but I think we have grown a lot with NASCAR. Um, They're a great example to talk about in the sense that I also feel that they're very innovative. They Mm -hmm. have a team that they're always looking for different ways to, you know, test and they understand, you know, digital and, anyone who's willing to test and try things out, I'm a huge fan of because they're, they're willing to see what works. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, they've done a really excellent job of, of taking our product and, and building upon it. And I think one of the benefits 
of what we have at Live Like is you don't have to do everything. So for example, if you were only interested in chat, mm-hmm. great. But say you already had a chat provider and you're like, we're not yeah. going to use that chat provider. That's okay. You can still use this for the gamification component of it and take our yeah. widgets, our polls, or you know, use this solely for you know rewards and leaderboards. That's okay. So you can pick and choose what you want to do with us. And NASCAR's done that where they've tested things, things have worked, and they've slowly built upon it. And I think what's nice with them too is that they're now at the point too of looking how to expand upon this with their sponsors in different ways that they can do this. And their fans are very niche, right? They're very niche mm-hmm. fans in the sense that um, they've explained to us, you know, for them, it's taking it is taking like a one-time fan and converting them to a loyal fan. And that's where they've found the value in our platform is that we're able to do that with the engagement tools. It's great and excitement. Yeah, and I, and I remember, I think NASCAR, when COVID hit, right, uh, 2020, they were, NASCAR, I think they were uh, breaking records as far as, because uh, they brought their fans uh, virtual, right? They were all virtual and they built those virtual experiences all of a sudden. And mm-hmm. the fan just embraced that. And I think NASCAR was one of the leading sports organizations to do that when COVID hit. Yeah. So I think they really, and you know, they had some challenges, right? I think they were, people were saying, well, they're losing viewerships and so on, but they were able to pivot in a way and really uh, bring those fans, you know, online and virtual, whatever it may be. But I think they've done, they, they, they kind of, uh, they were able to do that. So I think they've done a great job. They have. And another good example is, to bring up is Canal Plus. Yeah. Um, you know, they they launched with us um, on November 7th in, in 2020, um, yeah. my Canal platform. And for interaction, they saw 54% of unique users that opened the timeline tapped on the widgets at least once. Yeah. And that to me is a really powerful number. Um just because it's actually showing and it's proving out that people are doing it. Um, and then they had, you know, uh, 20 plus widgets published during the match, um, which is really exciting. So in terms of widgets, like that's polls and quizzes yeah. and yeah. They, and what they can, you can do in our platform is you can, what we say, batch them where you can pre-do it before the match so that it's a little more seamless and they're ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but for them to really capitalize, they, they dove in and they're like, this is, what we're going to do. And I think I bring them up because it's another good example of, you know, the fact that they did 20, 20 widgets, that's a lot. And it was very successful and, and they found it very successful too. Yeah. I mean, I look, I, I'm from France and you know, everybody knows Canal Plus is one of the, the top broadcasters in France. If you want to watch. So much more lovely than I do. Canal Plus, yeah. Yeah. You go. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're one of the top uh, I think broadcasters in, in France, even in the world. Yeah. Um, so can you maybe touch a little bit on um, your business model? Like I'm not asking for specific numbers, but, uh, you know, when you work with a client, do you, do you work and is it more of a, an annual licensing fee and then it's a SaaS model or can you give me an idea? We are more um, on the SaaS model. So we have yeah. a monthly licensing fee for an annual contract. Yeah. Um, we also can look at monthly active users too. Um, yeah. That's that we typically do but licensing fee is is our standard um, yeah. we also are open you know to discussing rev share models as well yeah uh, i think there's a lot of opportunity there too but but our go-to-market is is licensing um we find that okay. to be the most simple and, and easy for for clients to work with us off of that model 
For sure. Uh, last questions. Uh, yes. What are your plans for the next 12 months? Oh, what is not part of our plans? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I love this question. So that's one of the things that, and one of the reasons why I started consulting with the team um, yeah. in the end of last year was to really focus on this. We all got together in New York City in December for three days to have a summit and really plan out what 22 looked like for us. Yeah. And so for us, one of the things that we are really going after and we're going to be adding to our stack um, is crypto and NFT capabilities. Of course, yeah. We really believe that this is a major opportunity for sports teams to capitalize on in the space. And as we saw, you know, with brands like Adidas, there's mm -hmm. a lot to be had from the secondary sale, from the monetization standpoint. Brand buzz is huge around it. And there is something always to, I think something to be said about being an early adopter. So what we can do, we already have tokenization capabilities. So in yeah. conjunction with that, we really believe that we can bridge the gap for sports teams to tie utility to fan experiences within their own ecosystem. So that's yeah. something that we're definitely focused on. Um, we've already started, you know, the wheels in motion on that. Yeah. Um, the other thing is we want to increase our global presence. Uh, we are, we've been successful in, in Europe and the U S uh, but we need to expand and we want to expand into APAC. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot going on there and, and we want to be involved in that. We also, you know, from a, a sub vertical standpoint within the sports world, we need to, to kind of continue to grow there. You know, we've done really well and we have really great clients, but we've only skimmed the surface. I think women's sports offers a huge opportunity for us. For um, sure. And I also think, you know, looking at sports that are not necessarily the, the top tier that we, you know, we see rights holders have, um, or looking at dark markets, right? So if we have, you know, clients that, you know, are locked into rights deals, but there's opportunities to do something in a dark market with engagement, right? Um, there's yeah. just ways that we could try, kind of try and expand there. And then, Always, you know, this is kind of the standard can answer, I'm sure, but we're always looking to evolve our CMS and our SDK. We are very much a client first organization. Yeah. And some of the things that we do is we take we take feedback from our clients very seriously. And a good example of this is we're looking to add uh, a, clip, a clippings feature into our, our offering. Yeah. Uh, just another tool that, you know, makes sense specifically in the sports space. Uh, so things like that, adding, you know, those capabilities that will only make the engagement tools more robust. Yeah, I mean, I look like you, you're, you're really touching on some some key areas, uh, obviously NFT, uh, crypto. Uh, I think that's, that's one of the, it's the market that gets the most attention right now. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think not being focused on that would probably be a mistake, but right. you know, you have to be involved, but you also have to be smart about how you implement it. Um, but I think um, it's it's exciting. I think it's an exciting time to be in sports and tech right now. Yeah, so. I think the overlay is really exciting with it. And I think with NFTs, I mean, NFTs are still very early, right? And I think a yeah. lot of people don't necessarily understand uh, the NFT space. I I can say my education prior to diving into this through Live Like was through my husband. He was very much an early adopter of it. And yeah. I remember the first time he said it to me, I was like, what is that? Um, but to your point with sports and technology, like we're already seeing overlap in that space. And, you know, the reason why I brought up Adidas is we talk about secondary sales and you know, every time that NFT resold, they were getting, you know, paid on that. 
Yeah. So you have, and then you also have players like a Steph Curry, who's very open yeah. and active in the NFT space. So to your point, not to jump in at this, it would be a mistake. And I think the fact that we already have technology that is geared towards this and we are in the tokenization space, it makes sense. And what we really believe we can do is through our offering is really bridge that gap where you can tie utility to it. And if we do have, say, for example, our clippings, uh, you know, tool available, if you, you take a clipping of a Steph Curry, right? Like hits X amount of points. You clip yep. that, you mint that, you can sell that. There's just major opportunity there. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah. I think Socios.com, they were the, one of the first, maybe not the first one, but to do live NFT drops during games. Yeah. Uh, and I think you're going to see a lot of that. Actually, that was one of our 2022 sports like predictions. Yep. That it is, because that's what they want, the fans want. Right? Yeah. So, it's like game, uh, it's like trading cards almost. Do you yeah. know what I mean? That's what I think. I think a baseball trading cards growing up and I had a shoebox and I, and my dad had given me yeah. one he had had from when he was a kid. And now that's just shifting into a whole new world. Um, that's you know, digital. And it, it's, I think to your point, like the, you know, Tom Brady ones. And I think what's interesting about it too, is, you know, I, I obviously knew the Patriots fan, but looking at Tom Brady's, yeah. like the various ones that came out and those weren't even live ones. They, you know, they were just ones that were created, but I think, you know, you, you start taking that of it's a form of an autograph. Um, especially yeah. his live clipping. She's the name of his company, I think. Uh, <laughs> autograph. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's funny. Um, so uh, yeah, it, for us, it just it makes sense. It made too much sense not to go down that road and make it a priority. Um, yeah. And, and that also goes hand in hand with us creating a, a more of a global presence. Um, just the, yeah. the expansion. For sure. Uh, look, we we're at the end of the interview, but I want to thank you for your time today. It's been a pleasure. Uh, and good luck for everything for for to reach all your goals for 2022. Awesome. Thank you so much. I enjoyed this. This was great. Great. Thank you.